DSS closes case one. They're out of it. Now, Mr. Charles went to the hearing. He couldn't because by the, the family court law, private said, unless he's called as a witness, unless the judge specifically turns to him and says, I understand that you did an investigation. Tell me, tell me what you think. Really well, because we've been with them since day one. 
everybody from the market to the market, the presentation case, it's a, a, a dispute. Like, I just came out of nowhere and decided I would have liberated my daughter. But then nobody would have been the fact that since it was an emergency situation, and the law states, I can't even do that. I can't say, hold on to But the law states that. Don't state that.
everybody and welcome back to the age woman podcast and that audio that you just heard was a representative of the courts coming to our home explaining to us how they violated my husband's rights now what i was telling y'all a while back um, that i really wasn't able to get in detail about because the case was still fresh that um my husband's daughter mother died in a house fire and at the scene of the fire white privilege showed up to the scene and told DSS a crock of shit about us and this lady was permit- allowed to remove my husband's daughter from the scene of the fire uh, where his where her mother had died DSS permitted um permitted the lady to hide my husband's daughter from him and now knowing that they done violated our rights they just keep they keep trying to take his daughter from him like they got like they got a chance like they got like something to say when this lady is clearly on here telling y'all yeah y'all victims of the system they they manipulated the situation and took your daughter but then we're in court to this very day as of today we just left court fighting these people fighting these people because they hate us if this is not a perpetual hatred for this i'm in Ander, this case is in anderson county south carolina the fire happened you can google fox news december the 20 this december the 20th 2019 it was a lady and her three children one of her children was badly burned she was killed in a fire and her boyfriend was badly injured my husband has a daughter with this lady okay at the scene of the fire, when, when a parent dies in a fire, South Carolina law states that nobody can come and take your child from the scene of a fire. But white privilege showed up, and this lady is a white lady. Document the lady said in the affidavit statement that she signed with the court, she said she didn't even know my husband prior to this situation. So how are you able to go in court, make claims about somebody that you don't know? this girl she 19 years old she's a award of the state she has a foster mother she messed up mentally and they already knew this and do you know that for y'all for like two years now these people have been dragging my husband through the very fucking dirt that is for absolutely no reason not only not only is it against the law for you to remove somebody's child from the scene of a fire. But when my husband came to get his daughter, DSS facilitated them hiding his daughter from him because he was like, okay, well, just tell me where my daughter is and I'll take the police right now and go get my daughter. The man told him no. And this happened on a Friday. On that Monday, they came, they uh, they went to court because, you know, white folks got all the money. So they went and got them a, a lawyer real fast and filed a lawsuit. And the, and the, and the basis of the lawsuit is... Mr. Archer is unfit. Okay? But what happened was, once they filed that lawsuit on Monday, see, you had already done violated our rights. Because nobody was supposed to remove Mr. Archer's daughter from the scene of that fire except for DSS. And they were supposed to call Cherokee County, which is where we reside, and get the Cherokee County DSS people to come here and evaluate the home so they can bring his daughter home. That's how it's supposed to work. But it didn't. they didn't do that. They did the clusterfuck backwards, absolute opposite thing. They have drugged my husband through the fucking dirt, y'all, for almost two years. His daughter was 13 years old when his when her mama died. Today is September the 30th, and she is 15 years old, and she has not been able to be with her father. And her mother was killed in a fire, and they have no 
answer. They have no explanation why they did Mr. Archer like this. Mr. Archer submitted to a clean, a clean background check. He has no child support. Mr. Archer is not a criminal. He does not have any type of sexual offenses. Mr. Archer is a poor black man in South Carolina. And he is guilty of being a poor black man in South Carolina. And when people are poor and black in, in down south, this is how they do us. And that white woman sat here in our living room. Her name is Debbie Culver Croft. That lady sat in our living room and, and told my husband exactly how they violated our rights. And do you know she did not tell nobody? That lady know this information to this day. She ain't say nothing to nobody. She is on board with them taking his daughter away from him. Based on what? You cannot, he, she's never been, she hasn't been in the house. The first thing you're supposed to do, if not, first thing you're supposed to do, once a mama die, you're supposed to bring her to a daddy, right? And then if a daddy do something wrong, then that's when y'all step in. How come the daddy ain't did nothing wrong, but y'all stepping all over? Y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all just do not know how malicious these people is. And like I said, if you want any documentation, I'll be more than happy to send it to you, queenfromcreation at gmail.com. This is real life. I am in Gaffney, South Carolina. This incident happened on December the 20th, 2019 in Anderson County, South Carolina. You can Google it on Fox News. Nobody has the right to take a, a person's child. Your child is your belonging. That's your property. How is he not able to access his daughter after her mother dies? Everybody is in the way trying to stop it. He didn't do nothing wrong. I know y'all like, well, he must have did something. No, he didn't. When if, if you at home, you live in a different town, and somebody call you and say, "Hey, you uh, you need to call the, the uh, Anderson County because your daughter, mama died in a fire," you go, you start calling these people, and they ignoring you. They like, nah, nigga, don't come claiming this this child because you ain't getting them. And that's how they have been doing. My husband done did this thing straight. What my husband used to be, my husband used to be six three. My husband is five ten now, y'all. They have broke him down so bad with the stress from the stress gave him cancer nobody in his family ever had cancer before he ate before this he ain't even never even took no medicines he ain't even never been sick i've been in with, with him for almost 10 years this man ain't never even had the flu okay ain't never even had the damn flu y'all and he go from not having no kind of disease to having more leukemia cancer multiple myeloma leukemia cancer just out of the blue no this happened in the same situation when dss started coming down on him y'all know black men they hold they stress in i got a man he don't he ain't about to let no weakness show he done held this shit in so much y'all it's just done wore him out and i and it hurts me and i'm coming forward to let y'all know because we near the end of this situation and it's just time for the truth to be told we've done been long suffering we done been long suffering. And these people have drug us. But that woman, y'all hear that woman. And y'all re-listen to this saying, y'all hear her. She sit right there on that sofa and she laugh. And I think that, you know, it's just, you know, it's all funny and games and everything. Because just like our lawyer told us, it's not their life. It's not their life. They don't care. They don't care about the pain and the misery that they inflict on you. They don't care. Once you become a problem to them, like that lady say, Mr. Archer, they just want you to go away. Y'all, y'all send up some prayers for us. Send up some prayers for my husband. Send up some prayers for the black man in your life. Ladies, 
we gotta be we gotta protect them we gotta be we gotta come together as people and support one another these people are running over us like crazy y'all pray y'all just send up a prayer to the most high whatever god you believe in send a prayer up for my husband orin archer ask them ask them to give them strength you know ask them to give them strength and just help him see through this you know see him through this you know I ask you know but I'm not perfect you know so I if, if any of y'all better than me or perfect or anything any of y'all got a direct connection to the most high you know please send a prayer up for him because I look at him every day and you know it's hard on him but he just he go on he go on and it's just not right y'all he ain't deserve this it done been I done seen a lot of bad daddies I had a bad father my father ain't never loved me I always loved him though unconditionally but this man he literally loved his kids he literally is there he the daddy that I wish that I would have had that would have made me better he's a good person and he did not deserve this to go through this y'all he didn't deserve this. I don't know nobody who deserved to go through DSS, period. DSS is a monster. And the thing about the monster is that it scares everybody, so don't nobody want to help you. Don't nobody, nobody wanted to help us. I got letters and emails to different lawyers that just won't take our case. They'll tell you flat out, we're not going against DSS. We don't want to deal with DSS. We're not, we're not dealing with DSS. They tell you flat out. They let you know. So I almost had started. You know, I'm trying not to get emotional, but it's so personal, and I had to share this because I'm tired of holding it in. And I always like I might have I made a little comment and talked about it a little bit, but I haven't talked about it that much. But I wanted y'all to hear hear it for yourself. Hear it for yourself. And I, and I know the audio isn't that great. I hope that I was able to clear it up a little bit so you can hear it better. But y'all, I mean, you get the gist. This lady sit here and they know what they did to us. They know what they did, but they carrying on right now to this very day. They carrying on like that didn't happen. Like, uh, Mr. Archer, we got you dead to right because as far as we're concerned. And don't forget, y'all, don't let time take you away from everything. March 17th of 2020. The COVID epidemic began. March of 2020 is when the COVID epidemic began. So if you was going to court or you was doing anything around March, y'all know everything shut down, especially when it came to any kind of government thing. All this time, my we try we we sending emails. We we sending emails. We trying to get there. Whatever we gotta do to get our daughter home, we willing to do it. The social worker. There, it, the, the first South Carolina law states that the first, first, second, and third plan that they are supposed to have with you is to send your daughter, your children back to you. They're not supposed to make plans to get to, to adopt your children off. That's not supposed to be their plan, unless it's just like something you just done that's just wicked. Like if you haven't, you know, you molest your kids, then you're supposed to lose your kids. But if you haven't molested your kids and you haven't done anything wrong to your kids, they're not supposed to come and take your kids. And we'll talk about that right after this. 
Hey everybody and welcome back. And today I am sharing with you guys something personal that I've been fighting, that we've been fighting. Um, and it's called the wickedness of DSS. The, the wickedness of DSS. DSS is a wicked, wicked, wicked entity. And if you listen, if you've been listening to this from the beginning, you heard the video. I mean, you heard the audio. Like I said, I recommend that you go back and listen to just that, just her part again. You ain't even got to listen to me talk again. But just listen to her. And I'm telling y'all, if they do us like this, I, I cannot, just like the police lock people up and, 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 and mishandle people's rights and everything, I guarantee you that it's so many people with the same story that's just suffering in silence and don't and just can't get it out. You know? Y'all, I, I, I just, you just don't know, you know? And, and I've been dealing with this since December the 20th of 2019. This has been my life. In the midst of all this going on, my husband ended up getting sick in, in July of 2020, having to be admitted into the hospital. I didn't see him again for a whole month. When he come back home, I don't even recognize him. He done lost weight. He done lost, he's, he used to be 6'3", now he's shorter than I am. I mean, in the midst of all this, he breaks down and we have to do a stem cell transplant. He got to have, because he's got bone marrow, leukemia, and multiple myeloma leukemia, and hypocalcemia, and all kinds of platelets and things wrong with his blood. And all of a sudden, he, he wasn't sick. He didn't have no problems. But all the stress that was brought upon him through this situation, it, it manifested. It is it manifested into something totally fucking just unbelievable. And these motherfuckers sit there. We went to court today, y'all. Y'all my therapy. We went to court today. And I had to look in the face of all them damn people who've been just bullshit. You know, bullshitting with us for months. We, I mean, you don't even have nothing. You don't even have nothing on us. If, 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 you don't even have a leg to stand on. And then we so gangster, y'all. Because, see, God put people in your lives and you can't burn your relationships. God sent us a mediator with almost 30 years of experience in the foster care DSS system. She was supervisor. She done did all that. She know every procedural, everything that they did wrong, y'all. Y'all. She talk, she she can break down the supervisor, supervisor. She's so gangster. She she our mouthpiece. Because she can explain flawlessly how they violated our rights per the law. Y'all, I ain't never seen nothing like it in all my days. But she definitely is gonna save our life. And if you want it, if you want her email address, and if you having problems with DSS. Queenfromcreation at gmail.com. Hit me up. I'll put you in contact with her. I can't say her name and all this shit because of, you know, legal reasons and everything. But I'll definitely put you in contact with her. She has her, she has a service that she offers. And all you really need to do is let her go over your paperwork and she'll tell you what to do. You know what I'm saying? Let her see your paperwork. She, she not free. She does, this is a, she, she get paid for this. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling y'all, if, you, if, if, if they coming after you, you need her on your side. 
That's what you mean. You need this lady on your side because this lady know this job inside and out. And the laws don't change too much from state to state. Usually this stuff is federally mandated across the board. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know I live down south. Everybody got to have dual exhaust like a fucking idiot, like fucking up the quietness. But, you know, she is awesome. If you know somebody who needs some help, hit me up. I'll definitely put you in contact with her. She is she is that beast for that beast. They think that they be doing something, but they need somebody to hold them accountable for their they shortcomings. And when you catch them with their pants down, they pants down, put, 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 <laughs> they catching them with their pants down really helps you out a lot if you understand and you can read between the lines what I'm saying because you can tell you know what I'm saying yeah this was stressful but y'all already know what this is about y'all already know y'all already know I don't even have to get into it because I don't want nothing that for me to say to be used against me later but when people come against you and they violate your rights on purpose and intentionally and maliciously without any kind of retribution or regard for your physical well-being and mental capacity, you cannot have no favor and you cannot show sympathy to these people. Sympathy is not something that I'm built on when you have royally tried to fuck me and your and your and you trying to fuck me backfires on you. I just can't do it. I don't I'm not gonna feel sorry for you when you've done me wrong. It's impossible. That's like reverse psychology I don't play, you know. There's no way that I'm going to feel sorry for you because you definitely didn't have any type of feelings when you was doing what you was doing to me. They had no feelings and no remorse of how they did my husband. As far as they concerned, he just, you know, he, as far as they concerned, he, he lived in a one-bedroom, tin little shed that, that cost $500 or something. You know what I'm saying? Only two people, they, they don't even, they didn't even took the time to come out here to the house and investigate. I told you, it's procedurals. They, people can't, they just, I don't understand why people think that they could just treat you however they want and it not be a retribution or some precautions. You know what I'm saying? They set up rules. They set up rules for them to abide by, but then they don't abide by them. And when they don't abide by their rules, they just talk around it like that don't matter. How is that possible? Somebody got to hold them accountable. We don't have, we, and that's the problem. We don't really have anybody to advocate for us. They don't have nobody to advocate for us. There's very few black lawyers available to advocate for black people. And we know why, because they made it very hard for people, for, for, for black lawyers to come up. And the ones that have came up, they forgot about us, that we need representation. Because our rights are continuously being violated by the machine. Our rights are continuously being violated. And if it doesn't make you feel good to take down people who doing your people wrong, I don't even know why you would want to become a lawyer. We have no representation. If you really want to understand how oppressed we are as a people, try to get a loan for a business and try to get some legal representation when your rights been violated. And they got you over a barrel. Try that. If you ain't got no money, you finished. Period. Point blank. period. If you ain't got no representation, you finish. If you ain't got nobody to look out for you, you finish. If you ain't got nobody, if you don't sit down and educate yourself about your rights, if you don't look up your rights and Google yourself, you better use your phone to be smart. 
You better learn to seek outside things and different entities and stuff. You better not just take their word for what they're saying and, and go a back route. You better do your homework and make sure that you protect yourself. Because I, that's why, I, I just, let me tell y'all, I'm not I'm, I'm pissed the fuck off, y'all. But I got, I got paperwork. I got paper trails. I got emails. I got all kinds of stuff. I got, you heard the video. I mean, you heard the audio. That's just one audio. I might upload, I might attach another audio that I got. I'm telling y'all. These people, no remorse. No remorse whatsoever. And will make you feel like you did something wrong. You can't make me feel like I did nothing wrong. You can't play that game with me. I'm too smart for that. I know when I offend somebody. Because I do it intentionally. If I offend you, I'm intentionally trying to offend you. I'm saying the words that I know that's going to get under your skin to offend you. So my actions are not, you know, uh, my actions are not secondary. They're primary. And you know exactly where I'm coming from because I'm a very direct person. And I'll let you know exactly what's on my mind. In a very, uh, I think in a very nice way to the best of my ability. But, I mean, I don't know how to sugarcoat the truth. I'm not expecting the truth to sound, to taste sweet going down my throat. I'm expecting the truth to be exactly what it is. The truth. And it doesn't matter how I perceive it or what I feel about it. The bottom line is the truth is the truth. And the truth is going to come out. And everything that these people did, y'all going to hear about this story soon. Y'all going to hear about it because it's going to be major. Because my husband always asks the same thing. He said, how? He said, baby girl, you know what I don't understand? He said, I don't understand how did an emergency situation turn into them trying to take my rights away from me as a parent to my daughter. He said, I don't understand that. I said, well, Carter, I said, I don't either. I said, but it's going to be real interesting for them to try to explain how they're going to pull that one off, though. You know? He said, I just, and just malicious. Just malicious and cold-hearted. Sit there and tell the man, oh, yeah, your um, your daughter, she happy over here with these other people. She happy we put her in foster care. She don't want to be with you. They don't even think about how that make him feel. He didn't even do nothing. We got a room up there waiting on her. We got a we got a three bedroom house. We got a three bedroom house. She got a king size bed, TV, dresser, mirror, all that upstairs in her room. She got a whole floor to herself because we sleep downstairs. We got a three bedroom home. Paid for. He been living in the same house for over twenty years. Ain't never moved. Own the car. We don't we don't have no bills. What's she gonna need? I work. My husband get my husband on disability. So uh, what's she gonna need? I ain't got no kids. It's just the three of us. What's she gonna need? How is she gonna be how is she gonna be cared for? <laughs> what are you talking about? You see what I'm saying? But just like I told you, that is not either that's neither here nor there. That is neither here nor there. The bottom line is, it's, it's a, you're a black person, so you can't be fit. You, you, you black, so you must be fucked up. You black, so you, you, it's got to be a problem. I'm going to find something. We done had two different home evaluations. Where the DSS come out to your house, two different times they done been out here to the house. Couldn't find nothing. 
couldn't find nothing. I ain't found nothing. I ain't even got nothing to this day. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't find nothing. But two got sent three people out two different times to, to check your house, to see if your house fucked up. Couldn't find nothing. Submitted to a drug treater. You went to a government facility. And they and they ran the test back a whole year. My husband damn shit came cleaner than the board of health. All the way negative. He the only one out of everybody involved in this case. He the only one to pass a, a, a sit to submit a negative hair strand drug test. The only one. The only one to be there. The, the only one to have his to pass a home inspection. I can send you a copy of the GAL report. How she talked about how nasty that girl house was. Queenfromcreation at gmail.com. You want to read some good stuff? I'll share it with you. Ain't no shame in my game. I ain't got a lot to. So tell me what you want me to send you. I send it to you. You can read it. GAL talked about that girl house. It had smelled like piss and it was dogs everywhere. Trash and trash bags and stuff. But tell me this, Ellie. In, in, in your rightful mind, how is it possible that a 19-year-old is more fit to raise three kids than their fathers? How is it that a 19-year-old white woman with a mental history who's, who's a, a ward of the state, who's in foster care, her, who was in foster care at the time herself, because she signed herself back in foster care, how is she more fit to, ha- to have three children how is it that she's even able to be considered as a candidate to take a grown-ass man's children from him? Child, well, one, he only got one child. Child from him. How is that possible in America that a 19-year-old girl would know she didn't even have a place to stay? She was living with her foster mother. So how is it that she is able to take my husband's daughter from the scene of where her mother, her, her sister died in a fire and just walk off into the sunset and hide my damn husband's daughter from him for months and taking us back and forth to court? And the, and the system don't even try to make this shit right. Does it make any sense, y'all? A 19-year-old white woman got more experience and more life lessons learned than a 50-year-old black man. How? She don't even have all, she don't even have, she didn't even have a job at the time, y'all. Guess what the first thing she did was? Y'all know it. Y'all tell me when we come back after this message. Tell me what, tell me what she did as soon as she got it when we come back after this message. Hey everybody and welcome back and today we talking about the wickedness of DSS child done been stressing us out since 2019 on some bullshit so today I'm just letting it all hang out because we, we we about to start making some moves and this might come out in the media and I just want to go ahead and let it be known in advance what the deal is you know what I'm saying so it, it, and and lead, pick it back up where we left off. If you guessed that she took the kids' social security numbers and went and filed for SSI, you are absolutely correct. She, it, the case ain't even the, the case wasn't even over, y'all. The case we were still in family court fighting this private matter because that's what happened at the scene of the fire when the mama died. The aunt and her foster mother walked up to the DSS worker and. Mr. Archer was not there. It was a father there. The father of the other two children was there. And uh, all kind of little altercation got into whatever, whatever. 
but at the scene, one of the fa- that the father who was there, he was like, I ain't got no place to stay. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got no job. I ain't even got nowhere to take the kids. So that was fine for him. But he was not the father of all those kids at the scene. You see what I'm saying? So he can't make that decision for everybody. And Mr. Charles was not supposed to facilitate my husband's daughter going with anybody but my husband. You see what I'm saying? And that's the problem. Y'all know this. I'm not telling y'all nothing crazy. Y'all know the first, second, and third person that the, the parent has the right over their child over everybody. Nobody has the right over your child but you. And and DSS decided that they was gonna come up with a plan and and, and do what they want to do. And that and that is and that's against the law, y'all. It's against the law for them to make decisions about your child without contacting you. And then the worst part about it is, okay, so we go through this whole situation. We go through drug tests. So when we go to court in July, we have to take it. I mean, January, January 2020, we have to take a drug test. Okay, so, I mean, we we go. But when he go to the place, black man hair not long. My husband don't wear his hair long and shaggy. My husband get a, a, a Caesar cut. You know what I'm saying? And he don't keep his fingernails not long. So... We had to wait for them to grow out. So it took about three months. And the paperwork said it. It was like, come back in 90 days. But in the meantime, see, when it being that he had to come back in 90 days, old girl had to get hers that same day. Well, the one who filed a complaint against my husband, she her drug test came back negative. She failed her drug test right there on the spot in January. Come to find out, she had already failed a drug test some kind of way. Back in November, she failed a drug test. So you got two failed drug tests on her, but ask me, did they remove the kids out of her custody? Nope. She still got to keep his daughter in her custody. Now this girl has a history of mental illness because she was seeing a psychiatrist. She's a ward of the state. Her parents couldn't deal with her, so they put her in foster care. And she's a ward of the state. She didn't have no job. She doesn't have a place to stay. She's 19 years old. She's a Caucasian female. So once again, I'm asking you, how is it possible that she even qualifies? Y'all already know. I'm talking to some of y'all women already know. Y'all know if y'all, if your mama got a felony, your mama couldn't get custody of your kids if you was having problems with DSS because she didn't qualify. You would have had to get grandma to do it because grandma don't have no record. Now, if this girl failed a drug test and had a, a, a history of mental illness in the foster care system, how was she a candidate? Cause her skin, cause her skin color, cause she shouldn't even been considered to even be in the in the situation from the beginning. How can you over? How can you override a man's child for somebody else? Are you, it doesn't. Like I say, you can't. You, you cannot take a child away from its parent, and that's exactly what they did. They stopped my husband from getting his his property, which is his child, and they violated our rights. And now it's time for them to pay the piper. Period. We're going to court. They're still trying to blow, oh, yeah, he, 15 months done went by. He hadn't did nothing. 15 months. We've been in COVID for 15 months. We've been in COVID since March. I got emails to prove that I've been in contact with y'all every month about visitation. I got emails to prove that we've had visitation. I got emails to prove that we've been telling y'all we need to go to court. Why is y'all taking us through this? You haven't set up no kind of therapy, reconciliation time for her to come here and visit and spend with her father. You haven't done anything to facilitate reconciliation. And that's the first step to, to this whole process. The first thing should have been just let's send her home. That's her dad. We fucked up. 
You think that they're going to do that? These people trying to fight us tooth and nails. Y'all should have seen how many people was in the courtroom today. They had like nine people on one side, just sitting in the back trying to see what's going on. And here it is. This is just me, my husband, our lawyer, and our mediator. But you got all kind of people over there fighting and insistence and co-barring and people sitting in the chair and everybody talking. And it's just totally amazing to me that these devils just totally close their eyes and like, yeah, we not, yeah. Uh, never mind. This, the, the hour, we so blessed because I told y'all, God is good. When my husband was in, we was in Greenville. We had to do a stem cell transplant. Well, we was going through that therapy. We was in an apartment up there. And while we was in the apartment, he had we had to appear in court. So we had to do a video court. And here it is, my husband. Woke up that morning. Had that uh, we had to go to we had to go to, to treatment because we had to go to treatment every day, no matter how he felt. Um, went to treatment and got the treatment, and we had to come to court. Then he was sitting on the sofa. He looked so bad. He was, you know, he had his morphine. He was chilling, but he was so like out of it. I think the judge just had pity on him. He had a he had that he got a he had a port hanging out his chest, a little tube hanging coming from his chest because they didn't want to keep sticking his arms. He done lost so much weight. He was frail, you know, like he is now frail because he's not eating. And, uh, you know, the judge had mercy on him and then signed somebody to speak for him, right? This how, is this how it began. This is how, how the story ended up turning. He assigned a man to represent my husband, a GAL, which is a guardian at Lightham. It's like a lawyer. He a lawyer, but he, he, he speaks for Mr. Archer. So the GAL that was assigned to the case is plain, plainly and specifically, uh, I've had contact with him because women, we have to intercede. We got to be there. We got to be there. We got to be there. I've been vocal. They know who I am. He don't have to send a text message. He don't have to do anything because Miss Nicole takes care of everything flawlessly. Okay. So I've, 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 I've already has submitted them the information and everything that they needed. You know, Mr. Archer has... He, he, he doesn't he, he, he doesn't have the strength to deal with these people. He doesn't. And that's why it's so important that we stand up for our men and we stand up for what's right and protect each other because it's hard fighting devils by yourself. And I'm sorry for people who hear my voice and who hear this story, who have had to go through this by themselves. You shouldn't have to go through this alone. You should have a team of people. This is not something to be shameful of. This is something that these people, they, they seek out the weak, the destroyer. They take people, kids from them and demean them and, and do nasty and manipulative things to people. And we, and we suffer because we're not together. We're not together against these devils. These devils, they come and they take our kids and they do us all kind of ways. And we feel helpless because we don't know how to fight. And we fight by ourselves because we don't want nobody in our business. But we better start putting people in our business because that's how we get help. Because I'm not the only one who go, who went through the cell. My husband not the only man who done been drugged through the, the DSS system down south. Um, this happens to a lot of our men, our black men. They go and they have babies with these white girls. And then once they have babies with the white girls, the white girls oppress them forever. 
they, they take them to court, they drag them, they don't let them see the kids, they just as bad as, as the black women. You understand? But and, and I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, we have got to do something. There's, there's got to be some kind of change going on. But like I was saying, uh, the assignments this guy to, to, to represent my husband to speak for. And because I had been communicating with his secretary for so long, it was just a blessing that I was able to find a mediator that that knows DSS, that speaks Department of Social Services. She speaks it because she's lived it and breathed it for over almost 30 years. So they can't get, they can get, they can, they can ignore what I'm saying. But when she's talking, they have to listen to what she's saying because she knows the vernacular of exactly what it is that they didn't do and what they were supposed to do and how they're trying to get around it and what they're trying to do and what you need to do to stop them from trying to railroad you. Okay, so she, uh, like I said, I put I put her in contact with our GAL, which is the guy who is supposed to speak for, for my husband. I put her in contact with him and based on their conversation, she was able to articulate to him exactly what it was that they did. She was able to articulate exactly to them to the GAL, the guardian at Lynham, how DSS dropped the ball. And it all went back to the night of December the 20th, 2019. And that GAL was able to pull that report and see the inconsistencies that we were complaining about from the beginning. He was able to pull the report and see how they violated my husband's rights. And he typed up a report. And not only did he type a report, but the sorry-ass lawyer they assigned us, he also co-signed the report as well, right? So now, here we are. We get to, uh, to court today, and that motion that, hey, you guys, y'all totally fucked up this uh, this hearing. Y'all totally fucked up Mr. Archer's rights. Y'all, I mean, it's all out there. And I also will send you a copy. If you want it, queenforcreation at gmail.com. I'll forward you this lovely piece of mail that we uh, received. And it's basically explaining to y'all how they fucked up. Y'all cannot, you cannot go from, you cannot go from an emergency hearing to removing this, deleting this man's parental rights of his child based on what? Y'all did him wrong. And everybody, they just gonna keep on marching forward like nothing ever happened. But somebody is gonna hold them accountable. But that is my time, y'all. I, you know... This is, I'm I, once I hang up, I'm still going. Uh, I get off, I start recording. I'm still living this life. This this is my life. This has been my life, and I'm just gonna stay diligent and keep seeing it through. You guys share this 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 uh, audio. You know, get it out there. If someone wants to talk to me about this, if y'all have friends in the media, I'd be more than happy to talk to them. Queenfromcreation at gmail.com. You can definitely. Hit me up in regards to this, and um, like I say, share it, because it needs to get out. The story needs to be told, and we need to stop these people from doing this shit. It's just it's just too much, you know, and it's, it's hurting our people. It's tearing us down as a people, you know. The shit that they've done and has pulled my husband down, you're going to have to pay me. Period. It doesn't make any sense, the, just the maliciousness of the whole thing. 
know. I know that I I knew I knew his daughter's mother before she died. She wasn't no bad person. She wasn't no bad person. And and her legacy and the, and the stress that they done put on her kids and everything, it wasn't even fed to them. And with that, guys, I just say shalom. Have a good one.